hardest working bitches out here right now, women in business, Natalie and Kathleen of Save Bible Podcast. I'm fucking working my ass off. Oh my God. I have I sit in my pajamas <laughs> on my couch and edit PowerPoints while oh I'm all strawberries. I have the best advice for women in business. Get your fucking ass up and work. Seems like nobody wants to work these days. I just... Surround yourself with people who want to work or also are on your payroll and are paid to like you. Like, like advice queen, girl boss. Stop making excuses. Pandemic? What? World War Three? who? Like, get the Getting fuck up. Paid 70 cents to the dollar? What the fuck ever, queens? Gas prices? Facebook girl you don't have the drive (laughs) you don't have the drive like that's the problem nobody has the drive these days that is just I mean when I was their age I mean it was giving giving boomer I said that giving pull yourself up by the bootstraps cruel just cruel just Martin Luther King said it giving I walked 20 miles in the snow to get to school well and like it's also like, especially nowadays, and like the current like political cultural landscape, mm-hmm. it's very much like a current talking point of like, yeah, the Tuckle 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 Carl Banks, whatever Tucker the Carlson, <laughs> Tucker Carlson's and Tammy Lawrence of the world to be like nobody wants to work because they got these baby stimulus checks that were like nothing. And people don't want to go back to work now because COVID basically laid bare, like, the labor issue in our country that's been long existent since when Martin Luther King was alive and he talked about the fucking bootstraps. And, like, that was enough about race, but he was also, like, anti-capitalism and anti-war and all these other things that no one ever wants to talk about. So it's, like, that's such a talking point right now. It's, like, oh, you guys got these stimulus checks and now everyone's sitting around doing nothing. And it's like the same people are probably getting welfare. Well, and, and the thing about it too, it's so generational. I mean, I don't even feel Kim's old enough to make this statement, but I guess uh, if we go tax bracket wise, she is. Because yeah. my mom talks like this too. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> or Biden talks like this when they're like, people yeah, need Biden's to be like, you need to go back, back to the office. And it's like, why don't you fucking forgive my loans? And then also <laughs> tell like, what's his face pooty to like stop blowing people up like can we focus on something else like you obviously have this weird distorted mindset and it's like especially irritating (laughs) I I, like went through phases of rage today with this article (laughs) coming out from Variety sorry I didn't even say this it's from Variety and and, you know Kim always talking about prison reform and it's like (sighs) like it is a political like move to keep people poor and keep them ignorant and make them always think that there's money to be made and someone else impeding you from making that money. Like all of that is propaganda. And that's part of what like feeds this pipeline of people into prison for people who make money off of prison. It's like, you want to be in prison reform and you're going to be like one of those assholes that's like you just need to work harder <laughs> but uh, you can't work because you were in prison and you only went to prison because you grew up in a really poor location and you like had to sell drugs to feed your children so fuck you 
Well, and it's but also if I can point. employ you, then I get a savior complex and I get a boner from it. So here. <laughs> well, it's part of the problem with feminine, as they say, white feminism. But if you want to just say feminism that is not inclusive, rich people, <laughs> rich people feminism, where it's like equal pay. It's like, well, girl, some people white people be getting that. Too, but yeah <laughs> yeah I just because there's able like ableist fe- uh, feminism where they don't take and consider of like disabled individuals so whatever but there's this like equal pay oh well some people can't even get in the room and they can't even get in the room because they can't get into schools or they don't have access to whatever so while like Jennifer Lawrence was crying about equal pay and it's like bitch save it I don't want to hear about yeah you should be getting the same pay yeah, as say well, you, Pitt, have, but... you have like a <laughs> 10-year contract with Dior. Yeah. Like, why don't you say, hey, Dior, I'm not going to fucking wear your ugly dresses unless you hire more non-white people to your executive board. You know, it's like, they don't do that. And so it's like, and that's very, like, white lady. But I think what's especially infuriating about Kim is it's like, (laughs) it's like (laughs) the layer of, like, white lady blindness on top of the layer of, like, extreme wealth and the, all the weirdo stands that were in our comments like she wasn't that rich before I'm like yes she was yeah if you, dad literally yeah. got OJ Simpson acquitted for murdering a person well her dad was, was an inter- entertainment mom. lawyer too yeah. let's let's be clear it wasn't like he was out here fighting for the little man and being a public defender he was an entertainment yeah OJ Simpson was one of the most famous people at the time he m- murdered his ex-wife who was best friends with Chris. Like everybody knows that that's what happened. Like you can, no one's arguing that <laughs> like that's the power of a rich person's lawyer. Well, not to mention the way Kim got quote, quote started. She had her dad buy all these expensive bags yeah. and she just oh, resold baby. them on eBay. She's like, I did the work. I set up the eBay account. I made the, the password. Any extra money. I'm like, but he bought the bags. He, yeah. got your, he housed you. He gave you a car. He paid for your schooling. Like she didn't even go to college. She didn't finish college, but like still it's like, It's so fucking annoying. It's like, yeah, maybe you have a hustler's mentality because you grew, you were raised by people who were also hustlers. Like, that's great that you have a work ethic, but like you started on third base. Like, yeah, yeah. And then there's, I mean, then she's like yelling at these people on International Women's Day. Get the fuck off your ass. (laughs) Sell some fucking leggings on Facebook so you can buy my skims, bitch. Well, and then there's the issue of, I mean, hold on, just to go back around before I tell you what the real issue is. Then you're dating Ray J. So you're already like in, you're friends with famous people or affluent people. You end up dating Ray J. And because Ray J is dating you, he probably made Brandy hire you to organize a closet, whatever that means. Not to mention there's this whole credit card scandal that you and your family kind of took advantage of. Um... The, even the keeping up the Kardashians, that was even like a friend of a friend hooked that up a bit. It wasn't like they clawed their way to the top. Like no, Kathy Chris Gifford was, was just over one day and was like, you guys should have a reality show. Like, like yeah. don't make it seem like you're over here fucking coming from Southside. Like, I appreciate like to a degree. Nowadays it's harder, but like I appreciate to a degree like Chris has a business mentality and she's really savvy. Like, 
And if you admire, like, uh, you know, we all watch Shark Tank. You know, we love the idea of entrepreneurialism. So it's like, yeah, she's good at it. But, like, don't pull the bootstrap shit. Like, that (laughs) is such a fucking, not only outdated, but a well-argued point. That, like, that is wrong and it's not right. Yeah. Like, literally, Martin Luther King Jr. had to say... (laughs) It's a cruel jest to ask someone to pull themselves out by their bootstraps when they don't have any boots, you know? It's like, that's, like, that That was, he's been dead for 50 years or whatever. Like, that's where we're at. We're back at that argument. Like, you need to be working harder. And, like, do the work, bitch. You know what like, it reminded me of, too? Like, uh, that in their reunion when, or whatever you want to call it, when Andy was like, do you think you promote poor body image for women and they're like she's like we do the work we go to the gym (laughs) look bitch you have a chip in your shoulder because people think and i do think it's a shallow argument when people are like they don't have real talent or she just made a sex tape that's when she's famous great whatever that's like a limited exploration of like why they are where they at and what does our society have to say about it and like all these factors like this is a dense conversation to have so I don't like it when it's just like, she's famous for nothing. I fucking hate her. You know, like, that's not exploring enough. Like, how did we get here? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, she could have said, people think that we don't do anything, but we do it hard. Like, they are money-hungry freaks. They're always thinking about their next deal. They're always, like, capitalizing on whatever. Maybe she is just getting paid to go to a show. She's always thinking, if I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to get paid for it. If I'm going to be pictured, I'm going to get paid for it. If I'm going to wear this thing, I'm going to get paid for it. That's a hustler's mentality. Like, she should just talk about that and say, like, people want to discount how we make our money as, like, we don't do anything. But, like, I'm, I hustle. Like, I work hard in trying to find what my next thing is. Or if I have a goal, I will push to reach it. Yeah. But I've been forwarded a lot of afforded a lot of like privileges Privilege and opportunities, opportunities yeah. in my life that would still be a pageant stupid ass answer she should probably say nothing but that's not what she said it's not like just a rich person being out of touch she was like fuck you guys <laughs> you're not working hard and the whole like it seemed really unsolicited like yeah. it was like she's like and another like, thing when she said Fucking i have the, the best way. advice <laughs> Like, who fucking told you that was good advice? And then she reposted all day today these little, like, girl boss posts. Like, I needed this today. I needed the motivation. And when she was, like, she was, like, antagonistic. Like, fuck you guys, you fucking loser asses. But then the no one wants to work anymore. That is literally, like, a talking point of boomers and Fox News and the Tucker Carlson's that somehow. And it's the same white people that want to be, like hate immigrants because they're freeloading but meanwhile they're like doing everything under the sun and didn't the and new white york are doing welfare the majority of people who are on welfare are are white like, and didn't the yeah. new york governor say something to that effect too i feel like he was like also like it's time to come back to work and yeah well and why, mr. why do you care about that mr governor because t- cities get you ginormous tax breaks if companies and san francisco is just as bad as manhattan for this Companies get ginormous tax breaks if companies put their headquarters in city proper. But you got to get butts and seats. Yeah. And no one wants to come back anymore. Not because they're lazy asses, Kim. 
it's because they finally gave up on like expecting their workplaces to ever give a shit about them. Yeah. Especially yeah. women. Especially black women make like 70 cents to the dollar. Hispanic women make like 65 cents to a dollar. It's like, fuck you, Kim. Like, what would you even know? Like, you've never, and you've only ever worked for your dad or yourself. Like, you've never worked. Right. Come sit in a cubicle for eight hours a day. Shit about you. Five days a week and tell me about hard work. But also, too, I saw a point floating. Directed at women, too. Like, that's the worst part. Oh, I know. That was the worst. I was like, isn't this advice for everybody? Like, literally go to hell. Straight down. Like, Don't Chloe, Chloe is like living inside the asshole of like the Savas of the world. Like, what is Savas' job? What is his job? What does he do? Well, you saw Chloe in that clip just was like, I don't know what she's saying. You love a dumb <laughs> clinger on her that doesn't have a real job. You love that. Your own brother pretends to sell socks. Okay? Oh, it's definitely You pretending. love a person who uses nepotism to not have a real job. So you're going to scream at the people that you want to buy your dumb underwear that made you a billionaire to go on Forbes that they need to work harder. Do the like, fucking work. And then Courtney was like, yeah, I know. I'm like, please tell me you're being sarcastic. I will, I will <laughs> say, I, I rewatched this clip several times because I was like feeling That's a lot of feelings not. today. I feel like Courtney almost said it in a sarcastic tone. That's why I said, please and tell me this is sarcasm. Your face, there's like a little glimmer of a of a smirk. Smirk, yeah. She doesn't fucking care. She's like, I'm going to do this show. I'm going to get my check. This is what she did for the last five seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. She was like, talk shit about me, talk shit about my kids, talk shit about my baby daddy. I don't care. If I can put in the least amount of effort and get my checks, cool. And so she's probably like, Hulu, great. I'll film us getting married at Disneyland. Give me $2 million, whatever. Well, she even right. said that in the article. She's like, yeah, in five years, I won't be here. In fact, I'm moving. Yeah. And then, of course, they asked Kim. Kim's like, I don't see a life away from the cameras. It's like, girl, we're going to need a break at some point. <laughs> it's like, it's okay to be a rich, out-of-touch person. That's what I was saying last week. Like, Gwyneth Paltrow always gets criticized for being this out-of-touch, like, rich white woman whose parents were famous actors. But she's aware Kim is in such denial. She constantly pushes back and fights this. And it's like, I appreciate you fighting people like slut shaming you or saying you're only famous because of the sex tape and stuff or saying you don't work hard. I appreciate you trying to like push that. But like, she is so delusional and insistent that like, it's this other thing. And it's like, no, shut the fuck up. You're not self-made. You're not this advantaged because you're some ambiguous race you're not disadvantaged because you're curvy like Salma Hayek like shut the fuck up like say less say less and also I mean there was also this issue someone brought up on Twitter like well most of the things you do is copying black women so I'm not sure you should be you quite in the position stole from Brandy's mom but everything else you have stolen in theory fuck you it's nothing original. I'm like, okay, Skims is great, but it's not like she came up with this original idea. The same with all of their products. Like, nothing's innovative. Not taking anything away from them, but you're not in a position to get on, you know, a soapbox. They're just fine. Like, they're just fine. Like, it's, it's okay it's, to just be a rich person that's like, I'm rich. Like, And I, I think the advice isn't 
I mean, the working hard thing, it, that could have came at the end of maybe better advice and it been well received. Like, oh, what's your advice for women business? Be tenacious. Don't take no for an answer. Don't, Get don't creative. Find you. Don't or let like, people, especially men, define you. And, uh, and lastly, work hard. That would have made sense. But she came out hot. She came in like, let me tell you fucking bitches something. Get your fat ass up. And do the fucking work. I'm so sick of you fucking hoes complaining about being broke and gas prices. Do the work, bitch. Yeah, it was like, it was it was a low point. I think even for her, I think <laughs> I always assume for them to be like a little bit delusional. And again, we, do, we don't need rich people to be humble. Like we don't need them to have great quotes and in interviews. Like they can put their foot in their mouth all they want. Like Kim comes out here with a well-calculated press release. She's like, hey, you asshole. Get to work. International Women's Day, and she loves that she's a fake humanitarian hoe and can talk about her social justice bullshit. She loves to come out the gate and be like, "I like the way that she, I have the best advice for women, screams at them, and then is like, no one wants to work anywhere. Nobody wants to work. Like, it's just. just And then I was reading some comments. disturbing things <laughs> i was reading a comment and say bible and somebody was like oh she's so true i recently hired like these people part-time ages 16 to 20 and i'm like what fucking 60 year old is a, like trying to work i'm trying to figure out well, yeah well, young people especially are not harder be, if they yeah. like to work there or like they were right, that part too properly or like what's the balance between how much you're making as their employer and they are making as an employee like Right, I took a blanket, stupid argument to be like, no one wants to learn. Right, it was such a like, okay, there. Well, those are kids. Um, there was something else I was gonna say about Kim's comment. The problem with it, I just and also too, I just don't think she's that articulate. Uh, when it her and Kanye have this problem, they just talk. Like sometimes they don't really know what they're saying. Like she'll, she may or may not clear this up. I'm not sure. It's so bad that I probably would not. No, she thought she did something because she, she really thought she ate. She thought she ate. Sharing quotes about it all day. <laughs> she and thought like, she ate. At least she thinks of Kanye that like he responds off the cuff. Kim yeah. thought about this interview for the last however two months since they recorded it. Like she really thought she did something, and she has all the people in the world to advise her. And that goes back to, like, the people who are arguing, well, she wasn't, like, super wealthy when she was growing up. It's like, well, first of all, she was wealthy enough. Whatever. I don't fucking care. Her dad was a high-powered lawyer. Chris didn't work, and they had nannies, so. Normal people don't have lawyers like that. You can say dumb shit like that all the goddamn time. You can make a ton of money as a business if you have lawyers who will cover your asses at all times. Like, her dad literally got OJ off for murder that everyone knew that he did. (laughs) Like, if you have high-powered lawyers, like, you can do whatever the hell you want. Like, that's why wealthy and generally not white people are not the ones being fed into the prison pipeline that she talks about caring about so much. Like, and now, oh, God. And then I read further into the article's pure garbage yeah but it's read farther along and she talks about how she wants to open this law firm where she'll hire people who have been incarcerated to reduce recidivism. i never said that word right 
like she had that again it's that stupid savior complex like if you actually cared about how these people are getting to prison in the first place you wouldn't have said such a dumb fucking thing like work harder well i'm like i read that too and i was like to do what hire them in the law firm to get coffee like no shade to previously incarcerated people but they're usually not coming out ready to be a lawyer so what are they supposed to do in this and again it's about her being their fucking savior because like i do some pro bono work with this company that tries to train people that are about to get out Mm -hmm. in software so that they can apply for sdr jobs and they work with a bunch of tech companies to try to increase their like in recruiting for people who have been recently let out because that's one of the hardest parts is like finding a job and while you're on probation it's really easy to get put back into the system by fucking design so mm-hmm. it's like Kim people are going to prison in the first place because they're either being <laughs> oppressed by a racist racist system or poverty and right, they right, cannot right. afford shit. There are literally people who are like, I'd rather go to prison because at least I'm going to get like a meal every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's once you're in once, it's like a thousand times easier to get back in. So it's like, why are you saying this fucking shit? Like, my only like oh God, devil's just, advocate I can have for her is a she just didn't. She just cannot articulate things right. Because first of all, she women in business. Somebody. She yeah, because women people. in business is so broad. Like, what does that mean? What, what is like, women in is business? Is Rihanna going to say something like that? Is Beyonce going to say something like that? No, because they're not fucking stupid. Or Mariah. Are women they also as wealthy and out of touch? Absolutely. But they're not going to say something dumb like that because they know their place. And they, I think they know the yeah. power of hiring exactly. people who are not Tracy and Steph Shep and Jen Atkin were like living your asshole. Like they know the power of like Beyonce's even been criticized before about like her, the fine line she has to balance between like doing a Tiffany's campaign and like fighting for social justice yeah, and racial yeah. injustice. You know, it's like, but they don't say dumb shit like this. Kim is so they're so fucking arrogant. Well, that's why I was like, if even if she would have said. I maybe, maybe would have gave her a little more leave if she said, what's my advice for people that want to come in the entertainment industry? Like, she made it mad specific. But women in business? That could be, like, the, the lady down the street selling soap. Like, what are we talking And then when she let in, like, I have the best advice. And, like, <laughs> we talked about this before, where it's, like, these, and Variety is even more of a, like, mainstream kind of, like, consumer magazine where it's all, it's about, like, entertainment and TV and stuff. Television, yeah. It's not as, like, curated as, Is Vogue. Yeah. Still, there's rounds of editing before they even interview the people. Then they interview them. They have an absurd amount of content and they go through piece by piece and pick up the sound bites. And then they review it some more and then they promote it, usually like months after this interview has been recorded. So it's not like she was like a slip of the tongue. She could have had plenty of handlers be like, let's go with this angle. And all day today, she was resharing people being like, yes, girl, yes, girl, boss, girl, boss. <laughs> like, she really thought she, like, nailed it. Well, also, too, I was going to say, if she hadn't reposted it, I would give her this, too. 
it's like it was edited or it could have been up. like a, a little passive aggressive like maybe she was thinking about how Kendall and Kylie did not show up to this shoot because excuse me why the fuck weren't Kendall and Kylie there so I would think if she would have had rage with that but she would have came out and said hey that day Kendall and Kylie pissed me the oh. fuck off and that's what I meant but she didn't correct it that's what I came into that girl boss toxic positivity pick me ass bitch energy like all the things that we are currently trapped in. And, like, it's bad enough that you have to deal with, like, the Candace Owens and the Tammy Lasagna's, where it's, like, <laughs> they say dumb shit just to, like, stir the pot. Kim is in this very dangerous middle. The, mm-hmm. the, the, her, what did she say in the, God, a couple interviews ago? Fiscally conservative. Fiscally so- conservative. Uh, yeah. It's just, oh, like, the girl boss, like, you can do it, girl. Just work hard. Like, it's just such a mind fuck. And it brainwashes people that are not on the same wavelength as Kim. Kim doesn't give a shit about. Would, and they could never do what Kim did. Because they're poor. <laughs> Our country's fucked. Like, a country's a garbage fire right now. Like, yeah, you can't just, like, make skims. Lady at home who's selling Lulu Row leggings on Facebook. Like, no, don't listen to her. Well, and also someone said in the co- a comment I read, I, I hate this Kim. I'm like, yeah, Kim has great versions of herself. And then there's, like I said before, interview Kim is the worst Kim. Well, interview Kim is like, what are you, girl, what are you talking about? Please. I think at the end of the day, what always gets her is her ego. Like at the end of the day, yeah. we've, always, we've said this from early on when the show first started and she was like a wet blanket, but she thought she was the reason they had the show, which is fair. She kind of was, because <laughs> she boringly had sex with Ray J. But she is an egomaniac, and, like, that's part of why her and Kanye both had this, like, trauma bonding yeah, uh, and this insatiable urge to, like, stay relevant. Like, Kim has an ego that cannot be satisfied. Mm-hmm. So sometimes she's funny and self-reflective, and it's like, cool, maybe she is human. But she taps into this, like, alternate personality, stupid, like, clap, clap back Kim that she can't even own in, in its entirety because she looks nervous and uncomfortable all the time. <laughs> like, she can't even own being clap back Kim. But she has this ego where it's, like, she's really talking about herself when she's saying this dumb shit. Where it's, like, she's butthurt that people think she's famous for nothing and doesn't work hard. It's, like... That's not really a fair, like, I agree. Like, it's not really fair to say that you don't do anything or you're famous for nothing. But, like, why are you doing this? <laughs> right, like, right. Why Why are we being attacked? Like, you don't need to do this. <laughs> why are and we being also, attacked? Though, you're so arrogant that you've surrounded yourself with people that will, like, hype you up and tell you this equally stupid girl boss stuff. That's it's very it's it's straight up dangerous. Like it's not healthy for women to be in this environment where you need to feel like you need to work your ass off. And like you're telling some woman in wherever bumfuck nowhere that she needs to feel like she can work really hard with four kids and still pass the bar and like do all this other stuff. No, they don't have nannies. They aren't you. Like you're barely a lawyer. You're a fake lawyer. No offense. Uh, all offense. <laughs> but you know, it's like she, I don't know, she just like it's like she lives in a bubble. Like there's like this. Bubble. It's like if yeah. they get pricked 
they just like go to this other personality. They're like, I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> no one could tell me anything because everyone thinks I'm a lazy ass that never did anything to get famous. It's like, just be okay with that. Everybody's famous for nothing now. Yeah. People are on The Bachelor for 20 minutes and they can like sell tea for the next 20 years. It's like, get over it. No one cares. I mean, the, the cast of Love is Blind will not leave us yeah. alone. Like, like we don't care all. if you're famous for nothing. But we don't need to be yelled at <laughs> with this bootstrap argument that's from the 1960s. Like, Oops. shut the fuck Get up. Your fucking ass. Get <laughs> off Instagram like, and go do some work. And then 20 minutes earlier, she shared some picture where she's, like, wearing a motorcycle helmet. And she's never ridden a motorcycle in her life on the Bahamas. The same pi- These Bahamas pictures will never leave us. Never. She's like, Oh, ready to go. Ready. It's like, shut up, up, please. There was a comment on Say Bible from someone who worked on one of the sisters' brands. They didn't say which one, but they were saying how they were told that they wouldn't be involved much because they have only have so much time and it's basically for marketing. So people were like, oh, it probably was Kendall and Moon. But I'm thinking that could be any fucking thing. The only reason I think... Kim is more involved is because she wants to be right. Because yeah, she's Kathleen. crazy. She still does those stupid posts for Scott with all the yeah. batons. It's like she has like this insatiable urge to like make a dollar that is there to be taken and never let a single one of us go to sleep at night forgetting yeah, about she'd be more I can see her actually coming to meetings because she's like I want to be involved but like that could be good American that could be Kylie swim Kylie skin Kylie anything she's not good at it I doubt that she's could be 818 I highly doubt she's coming to skins being like I think it should be this way she's just coming there because she's a control freak she's a type A well, that's what I mean yeah she yeah. needs to be involved she's for a sure. type A toxic positivity girl boss that we all fucking know that shows up and makes themselves relevant. They will find something stupid to be like, and we talked, I always think about that Christmas party that you went to and you got yelled at for being like, why did I get chocolate when I literally said alcohol? This was a booze exchange and I'm getting chocolate and I'm supposed to be okay with it. But we all know, and I hate to shit on other women, especially on, Women's History Month, blah, blah, blah. But then we all know that type A pick-me-ass bitch woman who is just, like, doesn't know what to do with themselves if they're not, like, being irritating and yeah. finding a reason to be, like, I'm in control. I'm in control. I have so many meetings. I've got And it's an insecurity. At the end of the day, it's an insecurity. It's a, a Freudian defense mechanism. And... And maybe it derives from the rampant patriarchy, you know, it's like, <laughs> but that's what it is. It's like, that's not, you don't need to be doing that, girl. Like, please stop. Um, give it up, delicious. <laughs> give it up, delicious. You look like a man. Um, Jamila Jamil, of course. <laughs> Actually, where, where would we be if we didn't have a Jamila? Where would we, She's just waiting in the wings for Kim to fuck up so she can pounce. <laughs> I feel like she, I was thinking about this earlier today. I feel like she probably like high fives herself in the mirror or like gives like a fist bump when it's this something where it's like the general public is on the same page. <laughs> Cause I feel like today, oh, yeah. like I don't oh. like agreeing with you, Jamila. And she kind of waited. Kim does this too, which is funny. 
Kim waits till like a show is really popular and then she'll be like, I love this show. Oh my God. Love is blind is everything. It's like, girl, we watched that like, two weeks ago. Jamila's like, I'm going to wait. Now her emo is like, I'll wait and see if like a bunch of people think what Kim did is dumb. And now I'm going to comment because yeah, I'll get the win here. She loved it. And I think it's hard because to Kathleen's point, yeah, we all, you're going to agree with her, but you know, it's coming from like the, the worst place. It could possibly come from. Yeah, like, it, it, it comes from, and you know, we, we said the same thing. Kim is petty. Connie's petty too. It's like, it's hard when someone's right, but they're coming from a place. Their motivation is more out of like vengeance or mm-hmm, pettiness, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that's always our problem with Jamila. Yeah. It's like, she's not wrong. Yeah. A lot of the times, but it's just like, she comes from this antagonistic, like obsessive place. And it's like, it's hard to take, your feedback as valuable because I know you're just waiting for these people to fuck up. So on, on Twitter, she writes, I think in response to Kim telling people to go to fuck work, I think if you grew up in Beverly Hills with super successful parents in what was simply a smaller mansion, nobody used to hear your thoughts on success and work ethic. The same 24 hours in the day shit is a nightmare. 99.9% of the world grew up with a very different 24 hours. And because that wasn't enough, she took it to Instagram, where she has more characters. Not the day after International Women's Day. They are, they are super impressive family of businesswomen and are products of a ridiculously good start and a genius manager and their mother, as well as their own hard work and personal sacrifices, plus a lot of Photoshop. <laughs> like, it's like they had us in the first half, and then she's like, but bitch, just wait. Plus a lot, a lot is all caps, the shade of Photoshop and a decision to not care about misleading people about their beauty claims while never disclosing how much secret work goes into their appearances that they make the most of their their money from and a huge amount of money made from questionable diet and detox products and corsets. They shouldn't be asked about their secret to success. They shouldn't answer those questions. It's all obvious to everyone. And I hope nobody holds themselves to the standards of these people who were raised by millionaires. Just take the money, use it for good, and chill the fuck out when lecturing others about grind and hustle. And learn how to brag without putting others down who have less. So then on Instagram, someone asked her, I'm curious how how strong Kim's worth ethic would be if we took away her assets, saddled her with, an, with oppressive loans, and made all her jobs pay minimum wage. And then Jamila came back and said, dude, if we just took away their Photoshop, they wouldn't have what they have. Ooh, JJ. It's like, she like goes astray. It's like right. You're off topic, JJ. Yeah, like the last couple sentences of her post were like, fine. Like you hit the point, but then in that comment, it's like the Photoshop is not the problem here, but it's like, that's what Jamila in the same way that she hates on the Kardashians sidesteps, like issues, like they're very laser focused. It's like Jamila always stays focused on this weird alternate beauty thing. Even when Jamila is like a very conventionally attractive person and loves to be like, well, in seventh grade, like I was, I was fat. fat. Like Like, everybody photoshops their shit now, but like she could talk about how corrupt they are in their business dealings. She could talk about how racially (laughs) insensitive those comments were like 
anything, but it's like she she's not brave enough to do that. She stays focused on this weird niche thing. And so it's like you're being the person you're also criticizing. It's like, could you like could we all just get on board here and be like, let's talk about the bigger picture here about why this is like and maybe it's not just Kim, but it's like there's plenty we need to talk about on like why are less people working now? Why are people less inclined to go back to their shitty jobs? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Like, but she always brings it back to the beauty standards stuff. Or the diet pill, the diet it products. Sounds like this weird broken record or like this girl who like didn't get picked to like <laughs> be on the volleyball team or something. And it's like you're not helping. Yeah. It's like uh, I agree with like 80% of what you're saying, but it's like Kim, right? Do I disagree that people should work hard? No. But again, the messenger, I just yeah. No, thank you. I, like, yeah, it's just, oh gosh, it's so neat. Like, even if I, if I was put in perspective, like LeBron James, like sometimes even his like kid from Akron thing, like LeBron, you were like six, five when you were 12. Like, like you were being <laughs> recruited to every major NBA team. By exactly. Like 16. You're like 10. You know? Like you can save this. Like yeah. I'm just a kid from Akron, but even him, he doesn't come out and he's not like, you guys just need to do the work. Like, he's kind of like, if you, well, I think he understands genetics play a big role in making it in the NBA. And I I used to be a hater, not like a full LeBron hater, but just like a. Well, as a Warriors fan, that makes sense. A charming critic, because I very much believed in his talent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we've, I think we talked about this on the podcast before. It's like when he, you know, when he went to Miami, he got so much like heat <laughs> for it. And I was like, he's an athlete. Like his goal is get championships. Yeah. And a bun- I felt like a bunch of yes people around him told him he needed to do this stupid press conference with the decision and all that. Like this is just a super talented person who got recruited in high school and has not had like the opportunity. And they prey on like these black kids who like are in high school like if there is there's definitely a weird like vibe on how they recruit these high school kids and so I actually felt bad for him when he was going to do Miami because I was like I think he's out of his league here like I think people are telling him to do stuff and he's he seems like a normal person he's just like kind of been thrust into this situation and then when he came back to Cleveland and all these fake annoying uh Cavalier fans were like obsessed with him and the Tamir Rice thing happened, and this guy at a bar was, like, trying to hit on me, and I was like, what do you have to say about LeBron's comment on Tamir Rice? And he was like, ugh, this girl, gross. <laughs> but at the time, LeBron was like, I don't know, like, I haven't heard enough facts, like, I need to see both sides. Like, he gave this really shitty answer. Like, and like very like, Kobe Bryant answer, yeah, no shade, that's I, how I Kobe I remember feeling answer. really disappointed, because yeah. I was like, I defended you when you went to the heat like I really thought you were a person that like had a moral compass but he corrected and he's been a really great like candid outspoken person since and so it's like I think he was just in this position where like he had shitty people around him who told him like don't come on that stuff don't come yeah on that yeah stuff. like don't get They'll put you in a bucket, like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to be fair, he's a black man. Like, I'm sure he was dealing with an, a, an additional amount of microscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah, it's like he he was in that bubble where it's like he 
you know. But like he he shouldn't say anything too crazy. In yeah, sense. for a brand or whatever. The but fuck. he's supposed yeah. to be like Cleveland's son. Yeah. He's like the boy from Akron. I was like, if you're Cleveland's son and the boy from Akron and this whole narrative of like the you know wayward son came back to his city to bring a championship back, it's like you got to say something about this. Yeah, you have to have an opinion. You got to say something. Like on, whoever your team fire them because you got to say something on this. Like although it's. It, he did. It's, yeah. It's, he's not that smarty. He's not that smarty. I mean, when I say smart, it's not like he's a brilliant uh, academic he's, mind. Yeah, so I mean, give him a, he's well, an athlete he's for God's 16, sake. His only job has been play basketball as far yeah. as he can. Kristen um, was worth renewing a contract for. So, you yeah. know, LeBron, we bless his heart, but like he might not be like as savvy. Exactly. <laughs> he can't articulate much like Kim. But I thought it was funny in the bubble getting off topic when he just like walked around with the autobiography of Malcolm X. <laughs> and like you knew he was not reading it because he was like in the same two pages, like every picture. He's like on the bike reading it. And every time someone asked him about it, he's like, yeah, it's a great book. It's I'm learning so much. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm as white as they come. <laughs> My first date with refrigerator, white refrigerator bay. <laughs> He came into my house, and he's an English teacher, so obviously, like, reads a lot. <laughs> he had the Malcolm X biography <laughs> on his coffee table when yes. I came to his house the first time. But he came out over to my house the first time, and I had, like, a Malcolm Gladwell book and Toni Morrison book yeah. like, sitting on my side table. And he's <laughs> like, have you read those, or is it just decoration? And I was like, a little bit of both. <laughs> Like, so embarrassed. I was just like, uh, <laughs> you know, for well, one, uh, I thought they look good because I'm, like, I'm a graphic designer. So I was like, I like, like the cover. Covers. Yeah. <laughs> but also I needed to fill space in my apartment. But also I was hoping by like putting them on the side table. Inspires you. <laughs> well, you. Both of them are the same way. so funny. Right? I read like probably the first two chapters and then just the ADD said and I never finished the <laughs> I went to eat at Little Star on Deviz, San Francisco, my favorite pizza place (gasps) in the fucking world. And when I was in there, this white man, white boy, whatever you call it, he was eating pizza, having a glass of wine, and reading The Color Purple. I was like, where the fuck am I? I'm in San Francisco. But still, I was like (laughs) thoroughly impressed. I was impressed. Probably he was just in his zone and reading it and not just like. Right, like, is anyone want? I'm reading. Hold this book books. and try to get into like hot dudes reading SF or something. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, we are reading color for like just casually reading it at the pizza place. I am. Ne- I have never been a big, uh, a person of finishing books. Like, shout out to ADHD. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was in AP English. Was my best subject, and it's just something about sitting and reading a book. I'm really bad at. I either forget to shower and like read for four days straight or like can't forget I've started a book but I very firmly believe in literature like that's it was always my favorite subject in school I loved writing and if you find someone that you like who writes dead or alive you buy their shit and if you can buy it from a small bookstore like I my my whole family are like readers bibliophiles like I I just I'm not the greatest like sit down and read person but I will always buy a book you'll support 
that I love so that they keep making books, you know, so I have so many fucking books and I've never read any of them. I love that strategy. I'm not going to read this, but I want you to keep writing. Somebody's I'll like, loan them to people. I'll give my, my mom borrows my books all the time. Even my dad and my dad, bless his heart, is the one who gave me this fucking stupid brain of ADHD. <laughs> he can, he'll read books. He reads them really slowly uh, but he loves like biographies and sport books, like sport, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and so he's always reading. He just, but he can do it. He'll read like one page at a time. I just like can't do it. He's he doesn't do technology though, so it's like he doesn't have the phone. He doesn't know how to use a computer. God bless. He him. Loves reading a newspaper. <laughs> he's free. <laughs> Reading a book. He's and free. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's completely he gave free. me his useless brain and then thrust me into this, this new generation. <laughs> Perfect segue to the next topic. Kanye West hires Hollywood Unlocks blogger Jason Lee as his media manager. Yes, the Queen's Jason Lee. Buckingham Palace's <laughs> press <laughs> secretary, Jason <laughs> Lee. Mr. I Can't Be Managed. Mr. I Can't Be Managed is hired. Mr. The Queen is dead. <laughs> I'm just going to start off the bat. My first impression. Kanye liked this picture of Larsa recently. Yes, I it do. It was like a thing. Kanye is a petty-ass bitch, speaking of earlier. Like, the motivate. You always have to think about the motivation. Mm-hmm. Intentions are one thing, but motivation is another. I'm like... Jason and him have already kind of been like buddy buddy as of late because I think Connie's been kind of like obsessive in the like gossipy world. I'm like, does he want to get into Jason's world so that he can finally find out about Mr. Miami and the Larsa tea that we've all always wondered about? Right, right. Disappeared after the Jordan scandal because. Kim had some person. She was saying in Miami. She, she was entertaining other bitches. And Jason Lee probably knows all about that because he, he knows, all of it. knows He's everything. <laughs> everything. He's like, I'll tell you. Make me your media manager and you have his address. Um, so Courtney's Cody- not going to let him manage his media. Like, this yeah, is what media, like first of all. Yeah, like well, you're reposting. Maybe Jason will show him how to crop a picture, right? But like, <laughs> Please. Kanye is never going to let someone else post for him. That's never going to happen. According to sources, the rapper has sought help from the website's frontman to manage his public image and broker deals after a string of outbursts in the wake of his divorce. Um, yeah, to Kathleen's point, I'm not sure what this even means. Broker what deal? Like, uh, manage an image? He can't be managed. Like, I just, and I, I feel I like. Jason to give him tea. Yeah. Him. Like, he's just such a weirdo. Like, I feel like he. Like, and it's nice to have, like, a blogger in your back pocket. So you can, kind of like how TMZ is in. Or, and, and same thing. Like, yeah, if he can basically go to Jason and be like, don't post anything about me I don't like. Like, yeah. he's, like, telling, ye- yelling at Billie Eilish to, like, apologize to Travis Scott. You know, it's like, he probably feels like, A, I have a direct access to T and B I can yell at Jason if he posts a picture where my moves look too big you know it's like well he better be careful because Jason Lee is not someone you want to kind of turn into an enemy 
<laughs> I don't, I, hopefully this doesn't, I just don't I, see this ending well because remember his Candace Owen thing kind of yeah. came to abrupt stop. I want Kanye though to get a taste of his own medicine and mm-hmm. work with people who will. Who are difficult. You know, when you're fucking being annoying because he turns on everybody, even people who are like loyal to a fault that they should not be. Yeah. <laughs> and John Legend, you know, he's like, Kanye needs to be around people that would be like, you piss me off, fuck you. You're fucking done. Because even though, like I said, Jason Lee has been working on himself, he cannot fucking help it. Like, he will go on, like, his radio He's show. blogger. Like, he'll go on Clubhouse <laughs> and be like, I shouldn't say anything, but fuck it. This is what happened. Yeah, I actually respect He'll go on the breakfast club and air your shit the fuck I out. Jason in this situation, as I did with Julia Fox, where it's like, Jason knows he has the upper hand here. Like, he knows this will help elevate his status. He knows that he can dangle carrots for Kanye. And, like, if it doesn't work out for him, he can just go back to doing what he was doing before. Yeah, he has. it's a win-win situation yeah. for Jason. Either this goes Whatever. really, really great or it ends horribly and I air you the fuck out. Yeah. I don't care. And I fucking know about Miami, man. I, like, as I, I know... There's always an ulterior motive with Kanye. It's he at this point in his life, there's nothing is as it seems. There's something there's always something else that's the bigger picture. Also, Jason Lee was recently on. I haven't watched it yet. So I don't have any good quotes, but he was recently on Drink Champs. And I know that was a fucking mess. Uh, (laughs) Kanye was really like, I'm worried about getting my kids and the custody battle, blah, blah, blah. He'd hire like Gloria Allred or something (laughs) like no. <laughs> I'd be like, who's Black China's lawyer? Get her yeah, over here. Like he got the lawyer that Dr. Dre's wife had. Now he's got Jason Lee. He's been changing lawyers and rep, rep representatives friends. of all varieties, friends, rapid fire for the last like several months. So this could all be temporary. But it's like, if he really wanted to be like, I want my kids. Connie has, the, again, Con- Kim's the same way. You have the access and the influence to get the best in the game. So you're hiring Jason Lee. <laughs> you hey, know? call that guy who falsely said the queen was dead. Get him you over know? here. <laughs> We're like, I want to be able to yell at somebody when they post unflattering pictures of my moves. And I also want to know if Larsa knows who my wife, ex-wife was fucking in Miami two years ago. Because he kicks it, I mean, Jason Lee, a lot like Monica, knows everybody, except for yeah. Beyonce, who ran away from him at the well, and Monica, brunch. Monica, Kanye was also up in that grill with Kim. Kim was happy to become Monica's best friend, and Kanye was all about building that, like, community in Atlanta or whatever. <laughs> yeah. With uh, Joel Osteen. Yeah, yeah, I remember and that. And then they got on the sea murder train. You know that wasn't Kim's idea. So, and they went to Atlanta for like five days and Kim, Kanye was doing this weird walk on water thing with Joel Austin in Atlanta by this, this really like wealthy business owner was like trying to open a like community in Atlanta and Monica was there and no offense to Monica. Cause I feel like well, the, same as, the same as Jason Lee's and the Julia Foxes. She's like, I'm a real one. I'll kill somebody if I have to. But, like, if you guys want to come down to Atlanta, sure. Like, I'll help you guys out. 
I would love to like have spend the, like of like go to dinner and then go to the club with Jason Lee. I just feel like he's so chaotic, but the chaotic that I like to be around where I'm not yeah. in the drama, but I can like yeah. witness. You can observe and you can I can observe like <laughs> every phone call he gets. I want to be like, is that Kanye? Is that what is he saying? Oh my god, what is he saying? Well, oh even god, when like, he's the about, we talked about this uh, last week, I think, or the week before. You know, he doubled down on the queen. Like you can't fault the guy because like he was doubling down on his source. Like misguided for sure but it was not like he just made it up to see where it would go right like i feel like something kim would do and then just like convince herself it was true he was like he probably put a little too much weight into his source but yeah. like i respect the man for going for it he's like <laughs> fuck you guys the queen's dead i'm not taking it back because if yeah. i'm not wrong this could be <laughs> right if that's exactly what he's thinking if this is right yeah. and he I didn't just... again he, had, he i don't think he made it up I think he put a little bit too much faith in his source. His source was severely misguided. But I I respect him for being like, I it's heard like, what I heard. Is this my year, Kanye? Yeah. And <laughs> announcing the death of the queen? Yeah. Like, oh, I heard what I heard. And if this pays off, like, and he didn't even say, like, no, it's true. I saw a dead body. He was just like, <laughs> oh, I never throw my sources under the bus. Like, I, I trust my sources. <laughs> well, then, like. <laughs> I will say force the Buckingham Palace's hand because then they released some like yeah. terrible looking picture of her. Well, and like she could have been dead. Like yeah. he wasn't wrong. <laughs> and then it was like the whole Miss Turd thing. But yeah, exactly. It's like he didn't say like, I made this up out of thin air. My bad. Or like, or try to say like, no, I absolutely know she's dead. He just said, look, we back My sources. sources, right? <laughs> My sources <laughs> confirmed. And just the fact that he was included in that conversation definitely increased his, you know, credibility. Visibility. Maybe not credibility. Uh, visibility. Notoriety. notoriety and visibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it decreased the credibility by <laughs> yeah. a but tremendous one, amount. No one wants credibility in that game, and especially in Britain. Like, the British, like, tabloid world is even more, like, nuts. And they all know that the royal family feeds stories. So. Yeah. It's pretty interesting to see someone from America. Like when uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were like trying to defect from the yeah. family. There was like this woman that I followed. I can't remember her name now. I always forget. Uh, she had this whole like commentary on it. And it got picked up by like American, you know, bloggers and stuff. And it's just a different world. Because over there, they get like checked by the royal family will like send them yeah. this cease and desist and be like we'll kill your children and you're like all right never mind <laughs> she's alive fine she's alive <laughs> so when americans like get in on it it's like suddenly the royal family doesn't have that upper hand because they can't necessarily just like hit up of jason lee and be like we'll kill your children well that's <laughs> why oprah was so important so, right remember when oprah yeah, tells megan she's like oh i remember at the Remember, uh, Oprah's like, I remember at your wedding, I asked to do an interview, and you were like, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Were you silenced or silenced? Were you silent or silenced? I always imagine Oprah just, like, the night before, like, Studman, Studman, listen to this. Were you silent or silenced? Oh, oh. And, like, well, her watching it back, thinking she's, like, so God. iconic. Oh, my God, I'm iconic. Are you silent or you silenced? Also, Studman. if we could... Talk about someone who is a bajillionaire. Because jillionaire can't relate to 
Oprah. Motherfucking Winfrey. Has never yelled at us to work for <laughs> that no one wants a job. But Oprah has told us, hey, I was turned down for jobs many a times. I didn't hit success until I was in my 40s. I worked really hard to get where I am. But, like, also, I can talk to you about, like, the inequalities in the world and all these things. It's like, Oprah knows her place. Yeah. Oprah talks about persistence. Yeah. Not hard work. There's a difference between hard work and, and persistence. Also, she also knows how to put people on. Yeah, That's she does. The Kardashian family has never figured never. out. Why no shade to them. Because your, <laughs> your girl's still broke. Uh, uh, so. Oprah knows how to put people on. Oprah knows how to say, I figured out this platform. Fought for it to the nail. I'm not going to yell at anyone and tell them they need to fight harder. <laughs> but Oprah was someone who got told no like a bajillion times. And she didn't get her first show until she was like 45. She'll always, she always puts people on. She does Rachel Ray, Dr. Oz, even though he's kind of terrible. Uh, Dr. Phil, Ayana Van Zant, our fave. Nate Barkas. Nate Barkas, yeah, the designer. Um, even Ty- Tony, like, even as a, as a white person who lived in a bumfuck town. Not bumfuck totally, but just like. Yeah, small very town white type person shit. Town. It's a steep yeah. town, so it feels like. My mom loved Oprah, and we watched it every day we got home from school. Even Toni Morrison, it was like, and Maya Angelou, it's like, those are the things, like, a kid like me might not have known, you know? Right, right, right. And my mom's tried her best, but she also grew up in a very white town. Yeah. With white parents, and so it's like, she tried her best to, like, tell us, like, you need to know more outside of your bubble. And But she was in her bubble herself, you know? It's like, she tried. And I distinctly remember, like, Oprah would always have, like, these writers that were Oprah's from... Oprah's Book Club! Yeah. <laughs> she, she was the one who made The Color Purple into a movie. Right. And exactly. Beloved. And, like, those, those, again, those are, like, she had studios tell her, like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make my own studio, bitches. Yep. And Tyler gonna, Perry is another one that I think she yeah. kind of brought in the mainstream yeah. um yeah shout out to oprah but uh forgot how we even got here but yeah jason lee shout <laughs> <laughs> out to jason lee and the queen um so the last topic we'll cover before tyra mel is travis scott <clears throat> travis scott announces there's new project to which he'll be donating five million dollars in response to the Astro World tragedy. Matching five, two, isn't it? Five million. My God. My team five and I. Five million with these groups. Well, yeah, with these groups. My team and I created Project Heal to take much needed action towards supporting real solutions that make all events the safest space they can possibly be. I'm not sure how he's going to do that because it's quite confusing to me because I read the initiatives. And initiative one is basically HBCU, uh, historically black college fund. Uh, the second one is CACT.us, which is his organization, Youth Design Center. So again, that sounds like that money's going back to your shit. Mental health resources don't David. Mental health resources don't know what that means. It's very broad. And initiative four is US Conference of Mayors and Tech Driven Solutions for Event Safety. Again, what does that mean, girl? 
Um, like white, it was very indirect and it's like very indirect, and yes. late as hell. <laughs> and all of those things, like his cacti, whatever thing, like that's a tax. Hey, yeah, yeah, right up, like fuck you, but. Like, why it wasn't more direct, like, here are the ways in which Astroworld failed. Here are the ways in which large events have failed in the past. Yeah. This is what we're going to focus on. Like, it's right there. And, it, and it, I feel like. Easy. And I feel like it's very odd. First of all, people died. So we have to make, it's not just this matter of it wasn't a safe event. Like, yeah, like people died. Mental health care to the kids who were there. Yeah. Six months later. It's very strange. But also, too, I don't think his focus should be on events being safe. It just doesn't seem that's like that's not what people are asking of you. I think they were asking you to be a little more remorseful for the people that have died. Um, he, and it, acts, he acts like it's an accident. Like yeah. Yeah. Accident. This was not an earthquake. This exactly. wasn't even a terrorist event like <laughs> Ariana Grande. Yeah. Like this was in gross negligence mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from a variety of people involved with a show and at the end of the day even if you weren't directly involved you're the boss and if you were the ceo miss kimberly you would take responsibility and so it's like and i don't have the answers to you on how you should move forward yeah. but it's definitely not this like it's, it's like, definitely the not this. initiative i'm like what does that have to do with how this came about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's happening again. <laughs> I almost feel like the strategy should have been. I mean, that interview he did with Charlemagne was way too early. The strategy strategy should have been lay low when we figure out all the details and every like let them have their funerals, like have some respect for the families, let them have some time. Then you do your interview where you look remorseful, maybe even share it, shed a tear or two, put out a song in dedication, like. I'm not saying he has to believe all this, but this would have been a better rollout. And then yeah. you do whatever Project Heal well, this is. And it, it's like, again, Ariana Grande, her concert was bombed. Blown yep. up by a terrorist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she still, like, had this playbook he could have follow, followed. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't. Like, she took on more responsibility than he did. Yeah. She did immediate action. She waited and then came up with, like, a fundraiser. Like, it's like you have an example that you could just follow. Just do that. Just, oh, okay, Ariana Grande did it. Well, I'll just do that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially. Instead, like you wait for, like, six months and then put up this thing that's, like, vaguely. Yeah, donate into the HBCUs. Well, you should just focus on maybe the community of Houston because it was the most affected. <laughs> and do something super, super local. Well, and it seems like a very, like, fluffy PR move to be like, I'm donating to HBCUs and mental health organizations. And like, <laughs> what? Mental health resources. Not even organizations. Mental health resources. Not what does that mean? It, what, what it makes me good. And it's a tax write-off. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. It's, Again, like, we got to like, do better be than this. On, like, be honest about your role that you played in this. And, or be honest about the fact that, like, you might not have played that big of a role, but yeah. you have a name attached to it, and I need to use my name. And that was, like, something that I admired, like, Ariana Grande's. Nice. Ariana Grande. <laughs> Ariana Grande's camp, or her, her herself, saying after the fact that they're like, could we control a terrorist attack? No. 
But I take responsibility for the fact that, like, I'm an incredibly famous recording artist and I'm asking people to gather and it just unfortunately creates a target. And for that reason, like, I'm going to take responsibility for this. Yeah. You know, you could at least do that. But at the same time, there's all these things that have pointed to the negligence that happened that led to this. It's like, just focus on that. Like, what are you, why are you doing this stuff? And why are you doing it so late? Like, it's so awkward. Conference for event safety. It's like, nobody wants you to put on a conference for event safety. They want you to take responsibility for one. (laughs) And it costs some lives. And I'm going to try to do my best to heal the families that have been left behind and also advocate for vendors in the future to make sure that safety is the top priority. Yeah. And maybe at my events I'll have, and then I don't know, like put some bullshit in there, like register to vote or I'll have like maybe certain colleges. I don't fucking know. It was so vague about it. And then just like also HBCUs. Yeah. And uh, I guess HBCU, I don't know. And then it was like, see you guys later. I was like, oh, Travis. It's weird, too. Well, not weird, but I'm just interested in all his lawsuits because we haven't heard much yeah. about that. Well, and that's probably why he's extra weird and vague. He's like, oh, five million. That's all I got right and, now. You know, and we we might we might do like a side a tab uh, deep dive with our friend Jenna. I might go do a guest on her podcast. Uh, she Her podcast is for The Bachelor. But she has been super involved with the Britney Spears stuff with the conservatorship. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about this earlier. Lou Taylor it like is listed as a I don't know, of some sort of like yeah, as an owner. Yeah, overseer of, of Travis Scott and Astroworld and a bunch of the Kylie Kendall Kardashian LLCs. And she is, like, a tyrant, you know, when it comes to the shit. And she's the one who, like, orchestrated Britney Spears' conservatorship. So and like, didn't, we, didn't we find that – I found that article where, like, Kim bought a house or, like, some shady purchase was made with her yeah. involved. Yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff. So uh, Jen, our friend Jenna, who does Date Card Pod, knows a lot more about this stuff. So I might do a little side pod with her for a date card pod but yeah somewhere along the lines Lou Taylor who was basically the person who said to Britney Spears family like let's get let's her under put her yeah let's put her under and Courtney Love put her has put her on blast before saying like uh Lou Taylor tried to approach her about a conservatorship because she wanted access to Kurt Cobain's masters because Courtney Love is the one who basically is like an in control of them mm-hmm. and she was like this lady's crazy blah, blah, blah. so then it's just like it's like interesting this all comes out and the cody stuff with kylie uh make kylie's makeup stuff and kim's perfume line they did this cody deal so it's like all of this comes out right around the World stuff mm-hmm. and you find out just randomly that travis scott is a lou taylor client it's like Whoever is advising you is a bad person. Right. Get rid of them. You look like an idiot. You are not doing the right thing. I mean, not at all. You look like a fucking Like, do I think you were, like, the devil and, like, tried to kill all these people? No. No. Like, whoever's telling you, like, 
whatever whatever they're telling you it's not right like well it's whoever very- told you to cut security or like tell your fans to jump over all the things and like well that makes sense that you say that because only a white person would be like donate to an hbcu yeah <laughs> like, like what's that have to do with the <laughs> i feel like travis has unfortunately got like a little bit disconnected from things over the years because <laughs> things yeah <laughs> that's putting it lightly yeah <laughs> Things I feel like we talked about it when they first got pregnant. People places and things. People stayed close with his family and stuff, and like mm-hmm. went back to Houston a lot. But it's like, I some of his interviews where he's talking about like how his fans bleed, but like he doesn't. It's like, well, what? yeah, like, his music. Yeah, I don't want to call him satanic, but like he toes the line. <laughs> like, and I don't even think he right, bro? It. I don't think he gets it or even cares. He, yeah. I feel like he just has like a person that's like. This is like what the kids like. So let's go with it. <laughs> We're on TikTok, and this is what the kids are yeah, doing. And it's like I just think he's like pretty out of touch, and like his video after it happened, where he's like crying and stuff. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's probably traumatized. Just like he also like went to this bar with Drake. He tried to say like, "Oh, I knew that." the like emergency stop was happening but also i didn't know people were dying but also me and drink at this after party it's like what is what is the real truth here what is the truth right what is the truth um yeah, Travis is. Inter- I mean, it's already interesting that Kai, him and Kylie think they are clearly not together. Even in that, and magazines when they talk about them, like a Variety article, and if you read, it was like Ky- Oh, Kylie's headed to the house. Who just had a baby with her partner, Travis. It's very like, strange I language. Kylie, her personality is so strange, and she can't keep a friend to save her life. Oh, I know. So I heart. feel like she's just like, if Travis like wants to have sex with her, she's like, okay. Hey, daddy. And if he doesn't, she's like, okay. Uh-huh. And also, like, it'd be cool if I had a baby on two, 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 because it's like, um, uh, this thing I saw on Tumblr, and he's like, okay. Like, I just, I don't. And he's know like, I'm, that. I'm not coming. Oh, no, you for, like three months. Cells that right. are like going back and forth between these two. I don't see a lot of brain cells. It's yeah, like, it's very strange. Interacting. Very strange, but yeah. So, um, Travis, good luck with Project Heal, whatever that is. Looking forward to seeing you at Coachella since Kanye's already said he's bringing you. I love that they came out at the same exact time as Kim's stupid ass variety interview. So it's like they know they know what they were doing. Yeah. Um, before we go into Tyra Mouth, I just want to say free the other Britney, Britney Griner. And I'm kind of just irritated that she's not making more headlines, that this isn't like a breaking story every day. I, I saw this and was like, if this was Tom Brady. Bitch, we the whole fucking country would go over there and get him. Like all of like Boston, him, like let's go. Him was all about ASAP Rocky being detained for like whatever in, in Sweden. By the way, and that would never like murder them. Like, and they didn't even announce Britney being contained for like two weeks. Three. It was actually three. Yeah. She's like in the fucking gulag, and like they didn't it even was- tell anybody. And we only know because Russia spilled the tea. They were like, yeah. oh, we've got your bitch. Um, yes. Uh, this, Yeah. Kim put in the call for ASAP. I'm very surprised that she hasn't put herself. Maybe not yet. Knock on wood. But I can totally see her being like, I'm going to work so hard to get Brittany Griner back home. 
I have called I have called Putin myself. She's not gonna take a stance because I think she probably has some friends and places. Right. Also, Brady Griner is a black woman and black non-binary, if I'm saying that right. Lesbian, if I'm saying that right. Black woman, big as hell too. So of course they're probably super intimidated yeah. by her, just on height, and she has a really deep voice. Brittany Griner, I am, I have the hots for her. Like she wasn't hot. she. She was engaged to that one girl, and then oh. they kind of had like a tumultuous thing. Oh my god, Brittany's no shade, and, and I'm sorry to bring this up with the Russia <laughs> shit, but she's always in some drama, so it didn't really surprise yeah. me. She, she was, was like, to take, like another athlete, another basketball player. Yeah, <laughs> they got married. The girl, other girl. Yes. Got pregnant with twins. Technically, it was supposed to be Britney's baby. And Britney, like, divorced her and got, like, the court was able to get it so she didn't have to be a parent to the twins. So the girl was, like, a single mother of twins. And then the girl married a white man. Interesting. She was like, I'm fucking done with women. I can't take Because, I mean, not to get into it, but studs are just as bad as straight men. Like, (laughs) they they play just as many games. It's something I have very little, like, understanding of, but I love, like, stud. um, Stud culture. Culture, like, reading about it on Twitter, like, seeing memes. It's like, it's something I would love to learn more about. Like young MA, like I can, I can admit, like, studs listening. I would love to learn more. I'd love to understand better. I can admit when studs are hot. I just know if we had to get into it, I would I would not be able to do it because I like men, unfortunately. Uh, it's, it's a it's a unfortunate affliction to like a penis. You know? Exactly, and that's what it is. I like dick way too much, but like some studs be like. We didn't oh, choose this. <laughs> I didn't choose this straight. Okay, binary. I was born this way. On the spectrum, like I appreciate that. I I wish. I wish I dabbled. I wish I found other things attractive. Exactly. I wish I found other things attractive, but I have I have a limited <laughs> pick. <laughs> I have limited myself. Even as fine as I think Brittany Griner is, I could, I would never. I'd be like, man, you're really good looking, but unfortunately, oh God. <laughs> I hate I hate that I really just I hate that about myself. I hate yeah. Maybe we need to expand our palettes. Like yeah. I know it's just not. I just, I just know me. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I, I've been the drunkest of my life. That's how I know it'll never happen. Even in my drunkest hour, I've never even thought of that. So, yeah, <sighs> and I'm like, I think all my lady friends are hot. I love all my gay friends. Like, there's nothing that has ever crossed my mind to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Like my parents would be fine with it. Like I just like but at this at yeah. this at this age, right? They're like, whatever. <laughs> what is, we've lost is the only thing that makes me happy. We've lost hope anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what you wanted to do? Yeah. <laughs> I say all that to say free Britney and you fucking media need to make a oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean And you too, LeBron. Every post game, whatever fucking interview, every tweet should be about Brittany Griner. Fuck all you guys in the NBA that have not spoke on this. Well, and she's not in some cush prison like Aesop Rocky was in in Sweden. Like, right? She's in the it's middle just, of a fucking world war. In war three, in Russia, like in, in the country that started it. 
we only know after like three weeks. Like I am, it, 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 when I heard about that, that freaked me out. I was like, that's bad. Like they yeah. thought this was like a bargaining chip. She is probably in a very terrible place or they're going to just like use her as like incentive. Like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it either. So anyway, well, good segue for Tyra Mail. Tyra Mail. Tyra Mail. <laughs> it's time. I almost said, this is how we do it. And this, this, this is Let's do Kim K potty time. Nice. Hello, ladies. So let me just get to my question, I guess. How in the world does Kim go to the bathroom in that skin-tight, sewn-on bodysuit dresses? I was looking at her pic with her and Salma Hayek, her twin, and couldn't help but wonder, what does she do if she needs to pee? Like, does she hold it and get, get a bunch of UTIs or maybe just pee herself? Does she wear a diaper? Ah, I guess I'll never know. Keep up the great work. So glad you guys are back. Um, so, I saw something today that actually threw me for a loop. <sighs> Kim, you know, it's always calculated. She shared this bodysuit thing that's coming out from Skims. And she, like, weirdly had her leg propped up, and there was, like, a hole. And so, like, I feel like she's noticing people have been, like, yelling at her, like, how the fuck do you pee? But I was not motivated enough to click on the link because I didn't want to give her that conversion. But I wonder, like, does she do a little slit on, like, the side of, like, the bodysuit part, like, in the inside of your hip so that you could pull it to the side and pee, you know? Like a, a Union Jack suit, like her, have you, you know, you know the like yeah. long johns where there's like a little flap? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was wondering. I was like, maybe some of those ones she's worn have like a little flap by the lady bits. As far as the caution tape one, I think she took her pictures and she pieced out. That's uh, what I think so too. I was going to say, I don't think she was in that long enough and she just emptied her bladder. Because remember when her and Courtney wore those like latex outfits in Paris? It's kind of the same thing. You just empty your bladder, and then you just don't eat or drink. And like, what we see seems like a long thing, but first of all, those fashion shows are a lot shorter than they appear. They're exactly. Like, and everything's calculated. So it's like, they're like, we're going to tape you in, then we're going to take some pictures, and then we're going to do the show, and then you're done after like a half an hour. So I think that's reasonable. But I do think, yeah, she's doing something, like, this was to. Today or yesterday, there was a skims ad where there was, like, just this little hole, like, on the inside of her hip. So, I wonder if she keeps, like, a little little pocket. I remember when she went on Jimmy Fallon, right, before, like, we're in the midst of skims launching. And she said she was researching shapewear that has, like, the pee hole in it. Because I yeah. think Spanx used to have that. Which, I'm sorry. Maybe I just am an idiot. But they, that never worked for me. I ended up, like, peeing on myself a couple times. Oh, yeah. Trying like, to- oh, romp- romper culture. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm from Truckee, so I did a lot of partying in the woods where you just kind of, like, pull your shit to the side. Yeah. But you're, like, the whole time you're, like, widening your feet. Like, you always get pee on yourself. Like, yeah. vaginas are just not built for that. I do always get Facebook ads for these little things that you can, like, sort of, like, they kind of look like the oil, like. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Pusey made one on orange is the new black siphon or whatever or oil like thingy but for your vagina and you just like tuck it in there and then you can pee it like a penis i'm like that's weird and i don't know why i'm getting sent these ads on facebook but i'm almost <laughs> like, the clientele <laughs> yeah because um bay and i went to 
uh, visit some friends this past weekend in San Luis Obispo, where I went to college. It's about a six-hour drive. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're trying to get there, you don't want to stop. Yeah, yeah. There's some stretches where it's a long stretch. And I'm just like, oh, I hate that I just, this little baby bladder, I've been working from home. I just like, I have to pee all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that little those <laughs> device would be a good idea. Instead of asking every, like, 20 every miles, can we stop here? Can we stop here? Can we stop here? And I don't mind peeing on the side of the car. but I don't. I'll pee on the side of the road. I don't yeah, I'll pee wherever. But it's like, if I could pee, like, in the back of the car into, like, a... Into something and a toss it. Or, or a <laughs> remote, remote toilet or something. Yeah. So, anyways. <laughs> Maybe Kim's doing something. We just don't see it. Um. Although she would tell you, like, oh, my God, like... Like, I, I have the best bladder in the world. Like, no, I can go days without peeing. Like, I um, have the I don't best know if I've ever heard this, but my father, Robert <laughs> Kardashian Sr., the third wrestler, he, like, has the world record for, like, holding the bathroom because he used to defend Orlando Jones Simpson or whatever his name was. Orlando Jones. Orenthal. Orenthal, sorry. Orlando Jones. We were watching The Replacements yesterday and Orlando Jones is Okay, that. I was like, Orlando, that's a totally different person. Yeah, I just couldn't remember. Uh, yeah, she would be like, oh, my father... You still have to hold his pee inside the court because I want to be a lawyer. I have to I train trained myself, myself. How to never have to pee, and I'm gonna get you tears. Well, remember, but, like when she took the baby bar, she said she wore a diaper, an adult diaper. So and she, she she's such a liar. Uh, <laughs> I did do a band tour when I was in high school, and we huh. sometimes the venue wouldn't be big enough, so just jazz band played, and I didn't play a jazz instrument. And this old lady told me the story about how she got overactive bladder as an old person. She's like, don't hold it. Like, if you have to pee, just pee. And that has haunted me to this day. <laughs> so well, you're like, I've got to pee. I'm just going to pee. I'm going to pee. I'm going to pee. <laughs> I'm just going to pee. And like I said, I work from home. So it's like the toilet's right there. So I'm like, I'm going to fucking pee. So uh, road trips are hard. <laughs> Let's do, did Kim just call me lazy? Cousins. Even though, not aunties, cousins, thank you very much. Even though y'all have been back for a second now, it's still nice to have y'all back. We missed ya, but I loved watching you both win during the off season. Okay, y'all, I know Kim did not go on Beyonce Knowles' internet and say some shit like, get your ass up and fucking work. Girl, when gas prices are $78 a gallon, rent (laughs) is high as hell, and I barely have health insurance. Bitch, I work two damn jobs. Miss Girl thought she ate with that one. Sadly, Noelle, the collective has decided that you need to have several seats. And please do not get me started on Courtney. As Kathleen would say, shut up and eat your food. Damn, I've missed y'all. Thank y'all. Or a New York quote. Oh, yeah. That's all for me. Love, 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 Alicia. Um, yeah, it is a New York quote. You should just you should have just sat there and ate your food. That's what you should have did. Um, yeah. There was something she said in here that was really funny. The rent. Yep, the rent. Two jobs. $78 a gallon. The collective. And it really is the collective. Like, if y'all go on anybody who's posted this on Instagram or Twitter, they are dragging. Like, far and few, you get those weird delusional people that are like, she works hard. But, like, the masses are dragging. 
Well, and Kim, Kim keeps resharing these things, like people like hyping her up, but it's all people that either like work for her or work tangentially next or to her. Or want to keep their Christmas party yeah, invitation. Exactly. <laughs> well, and like this work to jobs things. It's like, that's like, look, I'm white. My dad grew up not like wealthy, but like fine. Like his family was fine. My mom grew up a little bit more white trash. He had parents who divorced. But, like, literally, and, like, my mom doesn't listen to the podcast very often, so let's hope she doesn't listen to this. My mom got, like, pregnant right out of high school. She had an abortion. Her parents had just gotten divorced. Her sister had died. Like, went through all this fucking shit. Moved up to the town that I grew up in and was working, like, a waitress job. And my dad was, like, defected from his family. And they cut him off. Because he wouldn't go to his high school graduation. He's like a ski bum. They met each other. They lived in like a trailer on the back property of some one of his friends' house. Like we never had money. My dad was, my mom and dad never went to college. My dad was a garbage man. My mom was a special ed aide. Still, we were white. We always had a roof over our head. There was definitely times where we could not get groceries because we didn't have any money. But my, we had family. My mom's family was poor, but they were there. My dad's family was better off, but, like, more weird about, like, giving money and stuff. But we were fine. So that's, like, what's crazy to me. It's, like, this idea that you're, like, especially in the last, like, couple elections where, like, they try to pit poor people. Like, you should be worried about your jobs. or like, da 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 It's, like, we grew up, like, pretty poor but I never thought, oh, we're poor. Like, fuck the other more poor people. Or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Mexicans are taking my jobs. Or da da da. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like we grew up like pretty poor, and I was poorer than all my other friends. And like, but it was like never a thing that we thought about. Like, yeah. my I had my parents stayed married. Like I said, we were white. Like. We had the backup of family if we were ever really messed up. I went to college. Like, I never once in my life, like, thought, oh, I was, like, disadvantaged. The only time I ever thought that when I was, like, applying to college. And I didn't have, like, a good story to tell in my, like, college essays. Like, that was about it. Yeah. Like, it never It never crossed my mind. Like, I was, like, not on the same level playing field. Because my parents were poor. <laughs> like, because I am in the pocket of people who were fine. Like, we well, were to fine. further to further a point, you never thought, oh, I'm white. I'm at a disadvantage. Or, or I'm this or I'm that. You don't have that instinct. Yeah, it was like, I, I thought, like, well, maybe I could write a better essay if, like, my parents got divorced. Like, that was, like, yeah. one thought I had. But it's, like, I never thought it's it was hardships. that, like, my other friends, like, went on vacations or like had ski passes and all this stuff. I was just kind of like, Oh, like this is our life. Like that's fine, whatever. But that's because I was protected by so many things. It was like, like I said, I was white. And even though my parents were poor, they had family to back them up. They had generational like assets to back them up. Like that's why it's like, especially irritating when she's like comes out of nowhere and is like you need a fucking work harder like, <laughs> like my mom worked at writing she worked 
uh, at a deli. Like, my mom worked everywhere because she worked for the school, so she never worked, like, full-time. And, like, if she, my mom didn't work in the summer, like, we literally couldn't get groceries. So it was, like, I never thought that was weird. I just thought that was, like, normal. Like, why would you just be a bitch about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't uh, – yeah. That's what I feel like it struck a chord today for those reasons. And But I also recognize, like, I'm a white person who never had to wonder if I was going to, like, make it or be okay. Be okay. Like, never yeah. – thought that I just was like I knew it was hard for my parents and that was the main reason I went to college was I was like I just wanted to be like a little less hard when my parents are ready to retire like I want to be able to like help pay for them yeah yeah but it's like I never thought like oh I'll be so fucked like I can't make rent and so many people have to think of that like every single hour of every single day like I just I don't know I just she struck a chord today like I get so annoyed with Kim like 99% of the time for dumb stuff but like this I just felt like went to a place that was like you shouldn't have done that like you need to hire better people you shouldn't have done that like it sends such a toxic message to people who are like trying to figure their shit out get the fuck off your ass I have the best advice. Sorry, I think it's so funny to me. Yeah, I have the best advice. I have the best advice. She could have just said that. She's like, people think we don't work hard, but I work hard. Get off your asses and work hard. She could have just said that, but she's like, guess what, guys? I'm like, oh, man, why didn't I think of that? Work hard. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, surround yourself. When she says surround yourself, people who want to work. Oh, yes, people. People who are on your fucking payroll. Every single person around you, Kim, is on your payroll. They don't love you. They love the paycheck. Get your shit together. Fuck off. (laughs) You lazy bitches. Oh, God. Can't stand the complaining. Oh, gas prices. (laughs) Well, and even, and Natalie said this before, you know, like my, like I said, my dad was a garbage man. Did he love his job? No. But he took it very seriously because it was like our means for survival. Yeah. And you've said this before, like your dad's career, Air Force, your mom was a superintendent. You've said before on the podcast, like, get a job that makes you feel comfortable and stable and like yeah. have health insurance and then focus on your passions outside of that because like you can't have that overweight in your head. That's the unfortunate yeah. fucked up place that we live in. It's like, yeah, Kim, great. You had to be your passion to talk about how some dumb made up stories about how you dyed leggings with tea and like whatever dumb thing Skims did that day. It's like, cool. You can call this your passion. You can only do this passion because of where you are in life. Like not everybody can do that. Like yeah. if you can find security, especially if you have children, if you can find security and make sure that they're fed and housed. Like, that's sometimes that's, like, your literal only priority. So. <sighs> Kimberly. Damn it, it, Noel. <laughs> so he said, so fuck you. <laughs> so fuck you. Okay, we'll do the last, the last one. <laughs> okay, this is the one. <laughs> I won't out her. It's from a dear Oh, okay. She texted me earlier today, and she's like, did you see my email? And I was like, well, usually I look at them. Natalie sends them right before it so that I have, like, a. Fresh take. Uh, this is someone sent in a kill Mary fuck because they're feeling evil. Because the I read like two of the groups. And I was like, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> the bottom one specifically. Uh, so I was like, what? 
Uh, group one. So this is Kill, Mary Fuck. Yeah. So Rob, Kanye, Tristan. Well, I'm killing Rob just off top. <laughs> <laughs> off top. I think he's got some problem with women and he has some racial issues. Oh, God. I guess I'll... F- I'm going to fuck... Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, fuck Tristan and marry Kanye only because he has money. That's the only reason. All right. I'm going to go with, I'm going to kill Kanye just because I can't imagine a world where I have to listen to his conversations. Um, I'm going to fuck Tristan and hope I don't get pregnant. And then I'm going to marry Rob and let him live in his mom's house and never speak to me. Oh, that's actually a good idea. If you, if that's on the table. Get divorced and hopefully get a decent alimony. If <laughs> that's on the table, then yeah. Just like I just said with Kelly Clarkson's divorce. I was like, if oh, I could guarantee God. this type of divorce. What a loser. God, what someone will be paying me that. Yeah, I'll marry you. Her husband kids. and Adele's husband. What trash ass losers. Like, well, and. Well, I was in the room when, like, you were recording that song. So, like, pay me $14 million. It's like, what? Well, and, like, Mary J. Blige's husband. Oh, is, like, God, yeah. Too. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, group two is just a trash <laughs> dumpster <camp>. fire. <laughs> Food God, Miss Jonathan. I refuse to call him Food God. So Miss Jonathan, Larsa, and Caitlin. I'll let you go first because Jesus. Okay. I think I'm going to go ahead and kill Food God because, again, that would be like a conversation I don't think I could have. <laughs> I'm going to fuck Larsa because it seems like a good time. I'm going to marry Caitlin because I feel like uh, she has a nice property. Uh, overlooking the hills, it seems like uh, Sophia is having a nice life being a um, being the friend, right? The friend, yeah, yeah. I think I like that. I think I agree with that because Larsa doesn't have any money, so I would never marry her. Um, so yeah, that God, I hate all that though. I would kill every <laughs> last one. <laughs> this one's a little bit kinder. Group three: Ray J, Chris Humphries, and Reggie Bush. So obviously, I'm fucking Reggie Bush. Off top. Get it, girl. I'm marrying Chris Humphreys because he seems stable and that he has a good head on his shoulders. And he's tall. Uh, Ray J can get killed because I have no use. Yeah, I think I'm going to go to the same one because, again, I think Ray J has a little bit of, he talks too much. And I'm like, I don't want to go with that. Um, <laughs> and Reggie seems like, yeah, that would probably be like the hottest bang. Yeah. And for some reason, we could just have, like, a nice life. And Kim said this once. Their babies would be cute, so. Yeah, he would make cute babies. He'd yeah. have very normal life. So, cool. Okay, this is the final group. So fucking random. Tyga, <laughs> Travis. I'm going to assume she met Travis Scott and not Travis Barker. That's how I'm going to take yeah, this. Yeah. And Cody fucking Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> who I I couldn't tell you one song he sings. Like, I've known of Cody That's for a long he, time. But I Miley Cyrus's rebound, but he, he also was. dated Gigi Hadid for a long time. And he dated Kylie. Remember when they were like, oh teenagers? my gosh, yes. And he has like the weirdest face. I don't know. Yeah. Not he does. Like and he has like a. Well, I have, 
<laughs> well, and he has like a sister that kind of looks like. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the sister because she was like kind of coming up. Like they were trying to do like the Disney thing with her. Yes. They were trying to make them like the it family, yeah. but like Americans yeah. just weren't into it. Never and forgot about it. I think he was even on an episode of like Biggest Loser once. Like they really <laughs> were trying to push him on Americans they and were like, that. girl, we don't want it. We don't want this Aussie. We're not here for it. Like, what's the other guy they tried? Um, the guy that you sing, how do you breathe? Or how do you? Oh, Jesse McCart- McCartney. Oh, yeah. Jesse McCartney, though, he's actually a, uh, a really accomplished songwriter. He's, he's a very he's good singer. But I yeah. think they, too, tried to make their yeah. family. Remember they had, like, a Walmart commercial one oh, Christmas? Yeah, you might be right. They really tried to push them on us. And we're like, eh. But, yeah. I, do, but I do like his. Some I'm his just enjoying but yeah, the masses weren't here for it. So I guess I'm just gonna kill Cody. No, it's no nothing personal. No shade. <laughs> I just don't know anything. Actually, no, no, no. I'll kill Tiger because I think he's problematic. He's yeah. I'll kill Tiger. Just fuck Cody again. No shade. I don't know much about you, sir. You're good looking, but whatever. And I get wait, fuck. No, I don't like that either. I'll fuck Travis and marry Cody because yeah. we don't know much about him. Okay. That I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. Kill yeah. Tiger because he sucks. Uh <laughs> Fuck Travis because it seems like a fun time. And then Cody can be my husband because he seems non, non-denominational. That's what this <laughs> non-denominational. Right. You seem like you're not into anything. Seems like, like you, you don't do anything. You finally get over Liam Henderson or whatever his name is, Hemsworth. Yeah, it, it seems like Cody Simpson does absolutely yeah, nothing. Just, you're just there. That's fine. I can't believe he's only 25. I feel like he's been around for like 20 years. Honestly. Oh, sorry. I just like went to his Instagram. He's probably like big in like Sri Lanka or something. Yeah, like, exactly. You get your audience. That's fine. Right. <laughs> he's gotten hotter. Okay, come on. Yeah, he's a gym. He's giving us a little Beckham vibe. Yeah, he definitely got more like beefy when he was with Miley Cyrus. I think because he was probably like trying to compete with Liam Hemsworth. Like, oh, and they he they did like their Billy Idol. Like, Miley's nuts, but good for him. And I guess he swims. Okay, good for you, Cody. You're out here doing something. You're gonna cover men's health. Probably Australia. America, we're so shut off from the world. Wow, y'all. We have no idea what's... Yeah, it's Australian men's health. We have no idea what's going on in anybody else's country. A smaller pool is, like, the way to go. Like, I feel like social media is starting to figure that out, where it's, like, a smaller, more fervent following is better than, like, a wide following. Yeah, so it's better than doing all the countries. You just have, like, your your demographic. Yeah, do your thing. Like, how NSYNC was, like, famous overseas and they come here in america and like their own family wouldn't believe that they're famous because no social media um so that's tyra mail if you have tyra mail please send it in please send it in um our update it's gonna take me a second i need to update some of the artwork from our previous round because we updated our handle but we figured out how to get our merch store back Mm-hmm. And I also have a few new designs that I have ready to go. So I will let Natalie know when we can announce that on the Instagram. But the merch should be ready this week to get you guys back up and ready. So, um, okay. Also, too, yeah. say Bible podcast at gmail.com is the email for yeah, sorry. all emails. Well, <laughs> the email for all emails. You get what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> Anyway, that's the show. Free Britney. 
Kim, leave us alone about work. We're not doing it, girl. <laughs> We're not doing it, girl. Don't ask me. No. Do a not today, Jason. <laughs> um, is there anything else we need to address? I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, have a good week, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.